Episode of Not Your Average Operator. Paul Mellon McFadden sitting with you here in the Middle East. It's a dry, dusty day here. It's about, what is it, 9 p.m. here. It's still over 100F for those Luddites who are in the north of America and over 40 Celsius for the humans out there. I've got uh, Mike and Raf here with me. How you going, Mike? Hey, man. How's it going? Um, pretty well uh, so far. It's been a pretty interesting week. I, I know we talked about it, but. Uh, Lots of things we've been talking about have kind of been showing its face this week. Lots of great conversations with people I haven't talked to in a while. And uh, yeah, good day to wake up and see the sunshine for sure, man. Yeah, good for you. I was, it's, it's obviously my evening here. I was having a, a barbecue with some of, the, some of my mates over here. A bit of ping pong. Had a, had a frothy actually before I came on, so I'm feeling pretty chilled out. How are you doing, Raf? Oi, I'm good, mate. And uh, just out here just living it up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, yeah, I kind of had a little, uh, I have some neighbors that are kind of moving into the, they bought property next to mine and they come up here. Interesting, interesting people, uh, Gary and Doreen, he's a Boeing engineer and she's, uh, like kind of, uh, after kind of a divorce, a nasty, well, I don't want to throw, throw her stuff out there, but I, she basically had to reinvent herself. And now she's a software engineer, just really, really good people. Um, so anyways, I had dinner with them last night and I kind of recovered from a slight hangover because I had a whole bottle of wine just sitting by the fire just chit-chatting looking at the <laughs> uh, Raph's in a little slice of God's planet right there up on the side of the mountain with a forest around him it's absolutely beautiful we've got some yeah. great feedback uh, in the comments and so on guys you know some we've had we weren't really expecting feedback from the ladies but we've had some uh, people let us know they've had some real insight into the male psyche from the three uh, three gorillas here having a chat together so hopefully this is resonating with some people out there so Today's topic, we're talking about stress and how we deal with it. Uh, stress, you know, there's many definitions. It can be like this, the perception that you got more being asked of you than you got to give. You don't have resources for the job you've been given to do. There's a hundred out there. Uh, so hopefully you can derive something for your own life uh, from what we talk about today. So we're going to kick off with Mike over on the East Coast. Mike, how do you deal with stress? That's such an important question, man. Uh, usually somebody asks you that and you think you have the right answer right away and you're like, oh man, I know how. It's not that easy. Stress is defined by multiple different things. You could have emotional stress, mental stress, relationship stress, uh, multiple ways, right? So how do, you, how do you kind of break things down? Well, stress ultimately, no matter which one those is, gives you like an anxiety feeling, like your overwhelming sense. So, you know, I've talked about this in another episode, but like compartmentalizing, you let that stuff build up and it's, it's, it's going to take you over, man. It's going to change you. It's going to put you in a bad spot. So, you know, some things that I've really looked into and some of these, I'll admit, I was uncomfortable talking about, right? Because it was like, Hey man, like I know how other people view me and like how I'm supposed to be, so to speak. But it's just like, hey, I have some stuff going on and I really need to figure out a solution and I need to put it's my- It's pro- hard for men, right? Like, especially guys with that background, military yeah. people, we put ourselves out there. A lot of us hold an archetype of how a man is supposed to be. And you never see in the movies the guy dealing with any stress, right? No, exactly. You know, and it, 
great point in, in the movies, right? You got the Schwarzeneggers, the like Stallones, you know, all these crazy, you know, Rambo. It's just like, man, he just doesn't feel emotion. He just, you know, how do you deal with stress? So I kill more people. <laughs> you know, it's, I, 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 I drink a whiskey and smoke a cigar. Like, yeah, it's, it's so unrealistic. Yeah, that's that's the perception of society and and everything, but you know, hey, when you're gone on the road all the time and you're working 16, 18 hour days, everything that you do in the daytime, guess what? You got to do it at nighttime. And then you come home to family, you come home to friends, you come home to regular life, like just like everybody else, it builds up. So how do you, how do you break that down in a healthy way? Well, I think one of the top ones that a lot of people, especially veterans will jump into is physical fitness, right? So that's built into some regiments of people's day in the service. You know, hey, 0530, show up and we're doing PT together. You build camaraderie, teamwork, all that other stuff. Uh, but it's a way to like kind of exert yourself. You feel good. You know, like I accomplished something at the beginning of the day and it kind of resets your mind as far as like, hey, like I can tackle today. So physical fitness is a big one. One that I was very hesitant, but... I put my pride aside. That's, that's such a big point. You put your pride aside. I was having some, you know, emotional stress, uh, some physical stress, different things. I wasn't sleeping very well. It, you know, I think everybody these days, you know, you'll sit up and play on your phone and you're just kind of like, Oh man, like my mind won't shut off. And I lay there and I just toss and turn and all these things. I was like, I can't do this because like my, my sleep's is is affected. My work's affected. My, you know, my personal life's getting affected and I'm not being myself. So I went to a psychiatrist and I was, it was a big step for me, but I was like, no, Hey, big step, big step for every man, especially guys in our profession. We all suppress, repress. Oh, good for you, man. Yeah. If that's that part of it is viewed as weakness sometimes, you know, I, we, I know we've had this discussion before, but it's, you know, well, you're a man's man. Okay. You're a man's man. What is, you don't feel that stuff. You don't do this. You don't feel pain. You, you always have a solution. You always just take whatever comes your way. You're always in charge. And it's just like, we try to be, let's, let's be honest as men. We try to be, we think we can handle everything, but at the end of the day, you're human, like everybody else, everybody has a breaking point, And it's just like, you need to find a solution on how to cope. That's reality. That's not society's view anymore. That's reality. And you have to be able to differentiate between the two. It's, just, it's hard, but yeah, but you have to try. So I went in and I talked to this lady and like, to be honest, I walked in, she's got like long frizzy hair. Her, her clothes are kind of wrinkled. It looks like she just goes home every day and like sleeps with a hundred cats you know, and I'm in there and I'm like, Hey, so, uh, meditation thing. Uh, what about it? And she starts explaining, you know, well, it, it can be different ways. There's breathing exercises. There's stuff that you can focus on, you know, like a voice or a sound type thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't really do that hippie shit <laughs> to be honest. But I was like, Hey, is this the first step? Because here's, here's the thing that veterans, I think, really rely on because multiple reasons, the VA, and they want this, they want a quick fix. Most of the time guys go to the VA or they look for help 
it's like, hey, I have PTSD, I have stress, I can't deal with this, I'm panicking, all these things. This simple solution is here, take a pill. Now you're becoming chemically dependent on your happiness or your stress. And that's a very, very slippery slope. So for people out there that are going through feeling stress, I caution you, do not jump straight to the uphill. It's very slippery slope. This meditation piece was step one. I, I literally asked her, I was like, where is the totem pole and what's step one? And she's like, do you want medication? I said, no, I do not. I want to start at the bottom and work my way up and see where I'm at, right? And that's being honest. She's like, it's meditation. So I sit in there and she's like, we're going to do a 15-minute little exercise, laid on a couch, you know, just like you think you would in, a, in an office or something. And I, she dimmed the lights, turned everything down. And she just said, relax and just listen to what I say. And I said, okay, I kind of let myself go. And she just starts guiding me through breathing. And she's like, let everything else go. Focus on what I'm saying and just breathe. And I, 15 minutes later, this is something you have to experience. I know you're listening to this, but this is something you have to really try and experience. I woke, I got up from the couch. I felt 100 pounds lighter. I felt peace. I felt relaxation. And I walked out of that office and I was kind of like, whoa, <laughs> that, that, that worked. Like that, unbiasedly, that freaking worked. And till this day, this is this is over two years ago. Till this day, I do 15 minutes a day. I find time. I make time if I'm feeling stressed, you know, but especially in the morning or before I go to bed to kind of calm myself. 15 minutes. I lay there. There's uh, this this app I use called Sound Sound Melody. And there's thunderstorms, there's like all kinds of things, but you just basically sit there and listen to rain or thunderstorms, or you count in your head and you just really focus on your breathing. It just really calms you. Uh, that's, that's one of the big things that I've turned to uh, besides physical fitness, because physical fitness gets endorphins going and makes you feel positive, all that stuff. But this is more like a, on a mental state and shutting your brain down for the day when you have a lot going on. That's that's to hear it from a, a guy with your background, Mike. It has a certain impact that perhaps uh, we might not have if we see a guy coming towards with a tie-dye t-shirt and socks and sandals and a ponytail. To hear that there's a real benefit that can be had from you know finding that calmness and being willing to perhaps overturn previous beliefs and take a step into something that you know. You weren't sure about you. Maybe out now didn't believe. Yeah. Like right, good. Good for you for for taking that step. That's awesome. Yeah, and so I, something I'd like to underscore that Mike just said. You know, that perspective about a man. You know, man's man being able to take you know loads amount of stress. It. You, I think we should kind of redefine that and redraw that. And instead of thinking of it as you're, we're still men. I mean, we're still out there. We're still meat eaters. We're still getting after it, chopping down trees, you know, head of the household, that stuff. The way you need to actually look at this is you need to process the stress, right? Because that's, we're, we're basically just talking about different techniques and principles you can use to, to, to basically deal with the stress, acknowledge the stress, you know, the what, like where it's coming from, why it's coming here, you know, whatever. There's all the W's. Um, for and this goes to anybody. I mean, it's not just men; it's it's women as well. I mean, women. My wife has a 
a very stressful job. She works at a cardiac clinic where they, where she deals with, with highly sick people. I mean, they're damn near in their deathbed and she's putting in casts and she's doing, you know, all of these fancier stuff that, that, than I know, uh, than I know about. But the point is, this isn't just for men. This is, this is for everybody. Just it's, it's not putting up with stress. You're processing the stress. And that's what we're kind of talking about here. For, uh, for that case, you know, it's for, it's for both people. <clears throat> this is kind of the, the next step that, that I take with this meditation piece. Why I did it. It's for me because I need to quiet myself. I need to find some peace with myself, everything else. But what also I found to help me deal with stress is when I forget about myself for a minute and I think about somebody else in my relationship with them. So if I had a hard day at work, like sometimes we were on the road for four or five weeks at a time working 16, 18 hour days. Like I said, everything you do in the day, you do at night. You're not getting much sleep. When you get back to regular life, which you do, or we have regular families and friends like everybody else does. When you get back to that, you're, you're pent up, you're tired, you're irritable, you're all of these things. And if you have somebody that's just like so excited to see you like, Hey, you're home or Hey, you know, let's go fishing or like whatever. And if you're just so down and just shut off, you got to think about like, man, these people are really happy to see me or they really want to be with me or be around me. And that's how I'm being to them. So I almost owe it to them too, to be like, Hey, I know you guys understand like where I was, what I'm doing, but like, I want to still be a good person around you. I don't want to suffocate you. I don't want to just, you know, bitch and moan at you because, oh man, I just had a tough three weeks. Like we know it was tough. You know, that's, that's goes without saying, but it's just like, okay, Hey, talking's good. Relying on some other people and asking for help. That's always fine. You're reaching out to a teamwork because sometimes you just don't have the answer. Sometimes you get backed into a corner and you feel like you're all alone and you're just like, oh man, I don't want to talk about that. It's toxic. But man, you never know what the guy next to you is going through or the girl across is going through, you know? So it's just, uh, you kind of got to make like, you kind of got to break it down into like a timeline a little bit, you know? You, You start feeling stress. You go through these steps. You figure out what works for you. You go through it and just understand that it's, that it's okay, that it's normal. You know, this, this process is there to help you not to hurt you. It's not, it's not a weakness. And once you get through it, you'll start feeling and seeing some changes and just embrace it. Just embrace it. Awesome, mate. So the thing I'm hearing is like, there's, there's a bit of, you know, exercise that certainly resonates with me. I, I've got to burn that adrenaline. You know, if I don't do that, I know I, I can feel the change. And when I've exercised, I know I'm, I'm in a different physiological state afterwards. And what I'm hearing, you know, there's also reaching out to other people, but I'm hearing a bit of like self maintenance, like the old keep the aircraft in the air. You know, it's, it, it, it's you're doing it on your own time. Is that is that fair to say, Mike? Oh, absolutely. I, sometimes you sometimes you are just by yourself. You know, uh, you get done for the workday. Like I said, you're sitting in there and now that you're done for the workday, guess what? Now you got to go sit at a computer and do a bunch of briefs or all this other things. So there's always a big thing. Anyway, for, for me, I would say 
to, you know, just to finish up a recap from it. Physical fitness, always good. You look good, you feel good. Break it down. Meditation, that's, that's in your brain. That's in your mind. That's in your soul. You got to learn to control that just as much as you got to learn to control your muscles. Okay. And then when you struggle with both of those, reach out, talk to a buddy, talk to a mate, get a workout buddy. He's going to push you, right? Get a person. Hey man, you want to go try meditation with me? It's weird. It's awkward. It's just like, uh, I don't know, dude, but reach out, man, try something new, you know, get out there and, and get a support system. It'll help it's, you out. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it sounds different when you're hearing someone with your kind of background talking about this stuff, Raph, uh, Mike, you know, it just, it resonates differently to me anyway. All right. So, uh, for me, it's, it's funny. I was going over what I was going to, you know, talk about today and, and, and points for me. I've, I've dealt with some pretty significant stress in my life. I know I shared with you guys about my daughter. You guys know quite a bit about my family, you know, like I also had another run in with serious health when my wife had cancer and, you know, thank God she's, it's well behind her now and, and we got through it well. But I had that, when that second uh, serious health issue came to my family, I had that real immediate fear and you can like feel it in your body, that resistance to what's happening and that why me immediately coming up. And I, you know, I was suffering some pretty significant stress. We had to do a, a medical repatriation fly, get back to Australia and get treatment and so on. And I fell back to my old uh, research assess act, you know, get in there and find out what, what to do, get a, get a series of actions underway. F funnily enough, the actions also included physical exercise. I mean, every Kansas is different, but for us, that really helped uh, my wife at, at that time. But yeah, physical exercise is a go-to for me to burn that uh, energy off. But there was a, a saying that really stuck with me from Henry Ford, and it's whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You know, and I, I'd have this, I'd actually just say it as a mantra that like I can handle this. And it just felt real as soon as I said it. If I expressed that, I felt like, yeah, I can actually. Like, I can get through this. And there's that realization that there's always someone who's got it worse as well. <laughs> like, that's a, a real thing for me. Like, I, there's an old stoic philosophy they talk about where you're worst case. Like, there could always be something could always go wrong in the military sense, family sense, work. And you can contrast your current situation with that. And all of a sudden, this might not seem so bad. And I also use... Um, the other framework I use is Stephen Covey is a fairly well-known thought leader with a series of books, including seven habits of highly effective people. And he has a circle of concern and circle of influence. And the circle of concern is everything in the world that can impact you. It can be the weather, taxation, the government, friggin' extended family stuff. It could be the coronavirus at the moment. And it's all the stuff that can impact you. And then inside that circle is a smaller circle, which is your circle of influence. And that's all the things that you can change. And that could be, you know, physical fitness, diet, exercise, interpersonal relationships that you're, you've got control over in the coronavirus time. It could be your own personal hygiene and stuff. But there's this concept of when something's going, or something happening in your life that's causing stress, it's like, look at which circle is this in? Is this a circle of concern thing or is that a circle of influence? Can I impact this or can I not impact this? Because we've all got those guys who can whine and moan and, you know, it's the same complaint every day and it's like their influence shrinks because they're talking about a circle of concern stuff all the time. You know, the government this, 
my ex-wife that. It's like, let it go. And when you have that ability to split those two out and you see hey, this is a circle of concern issue, you can just like take that pack off your back and put it on the ground. You don't have to carry that. Like an immediate reduction in stress. So it's, it's funny. Uh, well, it's not funny. But it's interesting you say that because um, so there's this common theme that we would say overseas, you know, in, in most of my assault battalions is when you're in the middle, not even a firefight, but just in the middle of a mission, you have to look at the different targets around you, right? And it, it, the, the different spin to what you're saying is we would look at 50-meter targets versus 500-meter targets. That 50-meter target can actually bring me down, meaning the helicopter I'm flying, right? Because he's 50 meters away, even with small arms, if he hits both pilots, we're, we're going down, right? So it's, it's another way of just saying, hey, man, look at what's going to affect me. What's going to kill me right now? If it's not going to kill me right now, then I don't need to be stressing about that. So it's kind of the way you rearrange your priorities. But it's just kind of a – you said that and it immediately just brought that up. Like that's how I always flew. I always looked at what could immediately attack us and what, you know, I could stave away from. Yeah, awesome. I mean, in the immediate combat, 100%. In, in, in normal life, you know, like that, just the day-to-day grind, a really good indicator of whether it's a circle of concern issue versus influence, the concern, often there's a sense of frustration. Like that's a real indicator. This is a concern thing I'm talking about here. And if you can get past a frustration and you can figure out an action step, now you're transitioning into influence. And now you're going to be able to have impact and you're going to be able to deliver a result. So that, that brings up a really good point about at mental attitude about how to deal with the stress. So through a lot of military training, I know my background specifically, some of the selection process is not about, Hey man, who can just take a beating? So physically there's lots of, lots of people who could probably blow me out of the water. Okay. That's just the way it is. That's physically, you know, gifted. What they're looking for is when things are so bad, when the sun's gone, it's three o'clock in the morning, you're exhausted, you're starving, you're cold, you're wet, like whatever it might be. They're not watching to be like, look how hard this dude is. It's the internal battle that's going on of like, how are they dealing with stress and how I would kind of want to relate this to a scenario because this is how it was explained to me by a guy I highly respect. You're in Afghanistan at 10,000 feet on a mountaintop and you're surrounded by Taliban and it's just, just our team out there. You do everything right because in society, think about it, you, you do, if you do everything right and you work hard, you do your homework, all this stuff, you're going to succeed and everything's going to be okay, right? You do your homework and all your stuff, you're going to graduate, you're going to get a diploma, right? That's how society is, normal society. With this scenario, it's, we did everything right. Mission was perfect. Nobody got shot. We, we did what we had to do, man, this is clean. And then as you're sitting there waiting for your helicopter to come pick you up, guess what? There's something called the fog of war that is complete and utter loss of control. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Your helicopter gets shot down. You're not going home. You're stuck at 10,000 feet at night, surrounded by the Taliban. Are you, that is a time that, you wanna talk about stress? You're sitting there and you gotta ask yourself, can I start pointing the finger? Can I start saying, no, that's not fair? 
I did everything right. We did everything right. This shouldn't be happening. Or can you say, okay, that happened. Get your mind right. The helicopter's down. Don't think about yourself. Think about somebody else. And that's kind of like, you know, my mental piece is like, stop feeling bad for myself. Think about the guy next to me. Think about the people that were in that helicopter. Of course, it's not fair, but that's not the point. How are you going to react? How are you prepared? Everything just changed. I want the guy next to me that's going to look at me and go, okay, so let's go get him. There, there, there's no questioning. There's no quit. There's, hey, this is what I got to do. Let's go do it. There's no point in the finger. It's turning that stress into whatever it needs to become. In, this, in that situation, it becomes aggression. It becomes confidence. It becomes control in a, in a, in a very controlled manner. It's, it's yeah. very hard to explain. And some of the people who have been in combat in that situation, I know you can relate, but it's one way to look at it. Yeah. For me with the um, diagnosis of cancer, when that returned, I reckon both of what you're saying, I'm really hearing similar stuff. Like it was drop your eyes from the horizon and bring it in a bit closer. Like what, what do I need to do right now? What do I need to do tomorrow? Get the family back to Australia, get that treatment underway. And it was also finding what can we control between the two of us? You know, again, get into the books, research so you can understand the language that's coming at you. You can speak back to them in their language. They listen to you differently. Try and find the things that you can control for us. In this situation, sorting out the circle of influence was diet and exercise. Like I read a lot, a whole lot of summaries of research and it was weightlifting and uh, diet control were, were responsible together for about a 30% improvement in five-year survival rates. And so we really implemented that in our life. And, you know, following on from that, there's a shift in your, the physiology shifts, psychology shifts, you start to feel positive, you're making a difference day to day. And... You know, these little choices, they accumulate, you know, it's like compound interest over time. So the same conditions, different decisions, different outcomes. So your, your present is not given by the situation. It's given by the decisions and the actions you take, Mike. So you said diet. How, I, I, I got to know how you change your diet, right? So as, as, as a guy and you're sitting there talking about your change your diet. Like, do you yeah, go yeah. from five throthies to two <laughs> throthies and be like, hey, man, I'm doing better? Or, or how does that affect you? I'd like to say it's not true, that perception about Australians, but <laughs> <laughs> specifically, like, there's a, there's a lot of information out there. Just a very quick overview is if you, if you think it would be good for your heart health, it's going to be good for uh, anything to do with cancer. So no processed foods. Already we eat pretty clean. Like, we're, the three of us are pretty healthy people. My wife and I are the same. It was adding in a lot more fresh fruit and vegetables. It was minimizing anything processed. We're doing a lot of smoothies, whey protein, flax meal, uh, berries, flax oil. There's a whole bunch of stuff. It, it, a whole variety of vegetables on your plate. Uh, yeah, whole foods. That's, that's the diet side. And the exercise side, this is a few years ago, but it was weightlifting, it was resistance training. Was, there's something to do with a cell turnover or enzyme, they're not sure. But the two together, it's a really large increase in five-year survival. So if anyone's in that situation, I encourage you to do the research. But see if you can bring something inside your circle of influence because then you have a psychology shift and 
there is an association with survival and positive uh, psychology as well. All right. So for me, it's, you know, exercise for my own stress. And then it's looking for that circle of influence, circle of concern, drop the load. If it's a circle of concern thing, you'll get your energy back, focus on the circle of influence and you'll have your, you know, you, you hopefully will be shifting your outcome. Raf, what's, what's your go-to? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to listen to you guys because there's just um, so many similarities and obviously it's not by surprise. I think it's by design. These things are effective. And I think it's interesting because we've all discovered them in our own little, in our own little world. And now that we're coming together, like, wait a minute, I've been doing that too for the last 20 years. So that's kind of interesting to me. But so I, I generally separate the stresses in my life into two, I kind of bifurcate into two um, under two segments and it's, my relationship with my wife and my friends, which is more of an emotional stress. And then there's like work related stuff where I'm trying to learn a skill in a, in a very condensed amount of time or, you know, like as a pilot, I, like a check ride it can be very, very stressful. Uh, and I know you're very, you guys are very familiar with that. So I treat them a little bit different. My relationship stressors, especially with my wife um, or with people that I genuinely care about, my parents, you guys, well, I don't really care about you guys. Um, <laughs> I, I, you're a savage ref. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I, my default is physical activity, right? I usually try to do, um, I, one or two things, either I try to lift as heavy as I can because it, it really exhausts my nerve, my central nervous system. And it just, rely, it, like you said, it changes my physiology or I try to learn a new skill. So I'll like, I might do it. Like I suck at Turkish getups. Right. So I just be like, you know what? Today's a good day to just like kind of reshape and refocus my mind into that one task that I'm not good at. And it just, it brings my, it basically levels the noise down of all the chaos and the stress and the, you know, the, I can't figure this out. And you know, this can be a catastrophe. And finally, by the end of that 30 minute session, I'm just focusing on the movement, right? I'm, I'm focused whatever that's just my example turkish getup so i'm focusing no, on no, I, I hear 100 percent. like you know you're straining under 440 pounds on the squat there's nowhere else to be other than right in your body in that moment it sucks you into you can't exactly it sucks into the moment and then the um the uh, the other one the the task and i'm sure everybody can relate to this at work uh my biggest example was you know one of my biggest challenges in my career as a, as a black hawk helicopter pilot i I was specialized in maintenance. I was a maintenance officer. It's, uh, in the army, you can specialize di differently. But after so many years as a maintenance officer, you become what they call, a, so I was a maintenance test pilot and it's a course you had to go through. But um, during the maintenance test pilot course, I mean, it's, they just pretty much drag you through the coals for, you know, and it's an entire month. And you're, you're literally memorizing 30 pages. So think about this. Most pilots just follow a checklist, right? They read and they do. They read and they do or they read and challenge. In the test pilot course, there was no time for that. They told you, you better come here with 30 pages of the checklist memorized if you want to be successful. So, I mean, that's a daunting task, right? I, I don't care who you are. I didn't go to Harvard, no Ivy League school. I'm just, I'm, just a, a, you know, I'm just a dumb Mexican. So what I found very helpful was I started doing a transcendental meditation. So I would sit down, kind of like what Mike is talking about, but... What Transcendental Meditation does is you focus on a mantra. So for me, it was Om. I would, I would kind of just do the, and again, not to get all hoity-toity, but you just do the Om sound because it's very guttural. It doesn't take any thought process. You just do it from your gut. 
And if you just focus on that sound and you, the goal is 20 minutes, I'll be honest with you, man. Initially I would do three minutes cause I couldn't focus my mind. It literally, I, like it would just, it would be like monkeys in a barrel. I, I was a mess. Um, but it, eventually I graduated to 20 minutes and it does, man, it's like, uh, I think Sam Harris calls it sleeping for your brain. And it's true. I mean, you, your brain feels relaxed. You, you become more laser focused. It's, 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 uh, it's pretty legit, Mike. People really expect instant results with society today. Everything is literally instant. So social media, Hey, I want to call somebody or text somebody. Boom. It's right there. Hey, I want a response. Boom. It's right there. Hey, I want to play on an app with your kid or something or they want to advance a level on a video game. Boom. You can buy it instant. That is such a problem within society is everything is expected to be instant. Dealing with stress is not instant. Exactly what you're saying, talking about your mind, it's a muscle. You have to train it. You have to relax and accept that, hey, this is not going to be overnight. This is not going to be in a week. You know, when I started meditation and doing my stuff, it literally took weeks before I really started noticing solid changes in my life. My sleeping patterns, my attitude, uh, you know, all, all of those things were changing. I had to understand it's just like working out. It, it's a muscle. You have to train yourself to change. Yeah, right on. And I think it's, I think that's the common underscore, you know, that, that uh, undercurrent of what we've been talking about. So just to recap what I, again, what, what's helped me through dealing with stress was one, I just saw it not as this, you know, the more complex the issue, the, the more I made the effort to kind of unwrap it and try to find the low hanging fruit. Cause I figured, you know, and usually it was true. If I can get that low hanging fruit and successfully process it, whatever, have the outcome that I want, it gives me courage to keep moving forward, right? So if it's a super complex issue, man, make it simple. What can I do today to, to start moving that direction? Um, and like, I think everyone talked about physical fitness. Everyone has their own methodology of that. So whatever works for you, whether it's running, lifting weights, absolutely do it. I didn't really talk about diet, but diet is a huge one. I mean, it's to the point where I actually, I'm a firm believer and there's a lot of material, so I'm not going to delve into it, but intermittent fasting has actually helped me believe it or not. I feel like when I'm on an empty stomach, my mind is more clear. So I, I have better solutions to my problems. And that's just me. I'm not saying that's going to work for everybody. Everyone's biochemistry is different, um, but that's, that's a big part. And, you know, and then just to kind of sum up the nutrition part, man, if you eat, if you eat potato chips, you're going to perform like a potato chip. So <laughs> keep that in the back of your mind. I mean, you know, because people are like, well, what do you eat? Well, dude, don't eat this. Start with what you shouldn't eat. Right. Yeah. And it's pretty simple stuff. Yeah. I like did the it come out of the that. ground. Did it come out of the ground or did it have parents? You can eat it. If it came <laughs> out of a packet. If you, if you can't, if you can't spell the ingredient list, you got no business putting it in your body. Yeah. I like hey, Raph, I've, got, I've got a quick one. Just a quick one, Raph. I got your, uh, the way you're dealing with task stress. What are you doing for relationship stress? Yeah. So with relationship stress, like I said, my default was always working out it either long walks. If, you know, if I'd already trained that day, um, just anything to just get my mind away from the current situation. And what I find is because, you know, if you, especially with your wife, you, you can easily get emotionally, um, agitated, I call it. Um, so by changing that physiology in you, 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 after a workout, especially if you really, you know, get into it, 
Um, you, you change the physiology and you, you're calmer, you're clear, you, maybe you're not as offended, maybe you're not as hurt, maybe you've kind of looked at it from a different point of view. I mean, all that stuff really helps. And historically, it's always, I, I, it's hard for me to think of a time where it didn't benefit, right? Like Aubrey and I would get in a fight, I'd go for a walk or a workout, and at the end of it, man, I'm hugging her, kissing her, and absolutely just saying, man, I love you. I don't know what just happened, but that's not important. The important thing is, dude, you're my world, and I want to make this work out. And usually, that obviously, that energy changes her energy, or you know, she, she kind of does the same thing. Um, so, it sounds like uh, it doesn't sound like it. It's definitely the word attraction. It brings attraction when you're positive, when you're confident, when you're sharing those types of things, when you're in that moment and you're living for the moment. And then especially when you're sharing it with somebody else, you know, like if you, if you and Aubrey work out together, you know, and you're feeling that and you're going through the same thing because you're inviting it, like it's attractive, man. It's, it's in men and women, it's sexy, you know, and you can't help, but just look over and be like, man, like I'm feeling it today. And that's, that's a great feeling. Yeah, exercise together is is awesome, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, So we, Aubrey and I have been, we used to historically not do it. And I think recently since we've been living on the property, because there's just, you know, such good trails out here, we do, we do more stuff together. And yeah, I I can honestly say I look at her like more like a piece of meat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That, that's to say, that's to say that I'm attracted, obviously that I look at her and I'm like, oh man, my wife is hot. You know, just, it's, it's, it's kind of like, man, that's my girl. Like you just, you get proud. You're like, man, that, that's, that, that's my, that's my main squeeze. Orbs is a hottie. That's, there's no denying that. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's pretty funny. Like I, I, I didn't jump in on the transcendental meditation, but I also listened to Sam Harris. I have his waking up app and I, I worked my way through that. I didn't want to, that's not my main go-to though, but it's like, there's a lot of overlap between the three of us. Um, yeah. So any further points you guys want to throw out? Anything there, Raf? Uh, no, because I, I think we kind of, we, there's so many similarities between the three of us, right? Our little routines that I feel like anyone listening goes, yeah, I see the common thread. The common thread is, man, be okay with being on, and this is probably, I think, something we've covered before in the podcast, but be okay with being uncomfortable, meaning go work out and feel a little bit of pain. There's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong. As a matter of fact, at the other end of that, you're going to get better. You're going to get stronger, not just mentally, but physically. You can feel better about your accomplishment. There's just, there's so much that can be said about that. So if I could just finish off with that, that's, I mean, that's, that just underscores, you know, the, 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 uh, the pros of dealing with, dealing with stress in a positive manner, right? Not just going uh, to the bottle or to, the cigarettes or to some sort of chemical dependence. Awesome. You got anything uh, further to add there, Mike? Raf literally took the word out of my mouth, man. It's just <laughs> seriously like be uncomfortable, put yourself, if you're in a spot where you're not successful, where you're struggling and you're just, if you stay there, you're going to, nothing will change. I almost invite you to try. Think about yourself as a knife a hard piece of steel, but you've been used over and over. You're going to get nicks and dings. You're going to be warped. Put yourself back in the forge. It's, it sucks. It's going to hurt, but put yourself in the forge, take the heat. You're, and, and once you get taken out, 
you're going to be you're going to be renewed. You're going to be hard. You're going to be sharp again, right? Think of it that way, man. I, I really challenge you to be uncomfortable and re-enter your own forge. Awesome. So you've heard there from uh, Mike. There's exercise, meditation. Uh, do something for other people. That's a really good one. I, like I apply that in my life all the time. If I want something for myself, get out there and give it to something else, someone else. For me there, there was uh, exercise. There was figuring out whether you're talking about a circle of influence or circle of concern situation and make sure that you are in your circle of uh, influence. For RAF, hey, exercise, transcendental meditation as well. One of the things probably for all of us, we have thought about this stuff and we've generated a process. So we've automated the decision-making. We don't want to work with decision fatigue. We're not getting out of bed every morning and thinking, what do I need to do today? We've got an exercise program. We've got a diet program, a meditation program, or a framework or looking at stuff that allows us to have that process just run in our life. You know? And probably when we have things break down, we fall back on that. Hey, the process wasn't working today. I need to put that back in. And then, hey, it starts working again. All right. So... Another episode of Not Your Average Operator from uh, Melon, Mike, and Raf. As always, check the show notes, send us comments, and uh, you know we always like a, a like or a good review. And send in any questions. You know, let us know how you guys deal with stress and uh, what your go-to is. Okay, take it easy, guys. <laughs>